Praise the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Lord, your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts even between the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for your word on this morning. We ask that your word will go forth on good ground, that we may bear much fruit for your glory. Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm 104, God, be glorified. As we walk through this word, Lord God, grace us to not just be hearers of your word, but to be doers. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. John chapter 15, verse 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. As we go through this passage, we're going to come across and we're going to discuss three points. Number one, Jesus tells them that they are clean. Point two, Jesus tells them that they are clean through the word. And finally, number three, Jesus tells them that they are clean through the word that he has spoken. Hallelujah. Let's look at our first point. Jesus tells them that they are clean. And when you think about being clean, what comes to mind? Washing something, whether it be your hands, whether it be your body, whether it be a vehicle, clean, clean, clean. To clean something is to separate that thing from filth, to separate that thing from dirt. That's what cleaning is. And we use soap and water so often to clean things. But that's what we do in the natural. We need to realize that although in the natural we use Soap and water to cleanse our hands and to cleanse our bodies and to clean the things within the room and to clean our car. In the spiritual realm, there's also a cleansing that needs to take place. There's a cleansing that needs to take place in the realm of the spirit. Because the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short from the glory of God. All of us outside of Christ are dirty, filthy, nasty. Apart from God, and apart from the saving uh, grace of Jesus Christ, we're all dirty and we're all unclean. And so you got these disciples who were following Jesus throughout the three years of his earthly ministry, and it came to an end. It was coming to a close. It was coming to an end because Jesus was about to do the thing that he came to do. The main thing that he came to do was to be the lamb slain for the foundation of the world. He's God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And he came to show us that he's God. And he came to show us the Father. And he came to do so many things. He proved that he was God. He proved he showed us the Father through his words. He proved that he was God. He showed us the Father through his actions. And now, they've had supper, the very last supper that they're going to have together. Jesus has washed their feet. 
Jesus explained to them that I'm going to go away to prepare a place for you. So many things are happening. He's addressed the fear. He's addressed anxiety. He's addressed everything that they were dealing with related to somebody betraying him, related to Judas leaving their midst, related to Peter wanting to go and Jesus telling Peter, you're going to deny me three times. He's comforted them. He's encouraged them. And now, during his final moments before the cross, his final moments before he goes to be beaten beyond recognition, his final moments before it's time to be the lamb slain for the foundation of the world, his final moments before he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Before this happened, the last hours and the last minutes, he's telling them some things. The most important thing a person might say is going to be on a deathbed. Throughout time, they may say this in situations and birthdays and celebrations. Some of the things are said, but if you really want to know what's on somebody's heart, talk to them on a deathbed. You hear about the missed opportunities and they wish they would have done this and they wish they could have done that. And even the deep things of their heart, they might share because they know they're at the end. And so here Jesus is, he shares some very important truths, some very important things he shared with them before he goes to be tortured and beaten, before he's wounded for our transgressions, before the chastisement of our peace is upon him, and before his stripes. So we're in John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, he tells them, and my father is the husbandman. Verse 2, every branch in me that bread not fruit, he taketh away. He's talking to 11 disciples. How many did he have, main disciples? 12. But he's talking to 11 because one of those branches had been taken away. Judas was gone. And he went to betray him. Every branch in me that bread not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bread fruit, he pruned it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Why would you bring it? Why would you prune a branch that's bearing fruit? So that it could bring forth more fruit. Amen? God doesn't want us to do the minimum. He wants us to maximize his glory within our lives. Amen? He doesn't want us to just do our minimum within our speech. God wants us to maximize our speech for his glory. Maximize our thoughts for his glory. Maximize our meditation for his glory. Maximize our obedience for his glory. Hallelujah. Maximizing. So if we're bearing fruit, he will prune us. He'll take things out of our lives. He'll allow us to be uncomfortable. He'll allow us to experience fear and doubt and worry. Why? He's pruning us of self-dependence. He's pruning us of self-satisfaction. He's pruning us from the desires of the things of this world. Hallelujah. Finally, where we are today, in verse 3, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. In the same way that there's a physical cleansing, because throughout the day, we get dirty. Throughout the day, we experience, we come in contact with dirt, and we come in contact with filth, and we come in contact with dust, and we come in contact with all kind of germs. So it's very important that we bathe our bodies 
that they may be clean. And what does that cleansing do? It separates. It separates the dirt. It separates the filth from our bodies. That's what cleansing does. It separates the filth. It separates the, unclean, the, the nastiness, the germs. It separates them from your body. And now your body is without those germs. A lot of times you look at the hand sanitizers and you look at the disinfection sprays. I guess we can get 99.99% of all the germs from our body. <laughs> that we may not be able to get 100%. But praise God, he tells his disciples, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you to myself. See, when we hear the word of God, a cleansing takes place as we walk in obedience to the word of God. When we hear the word of God, a cleansing takes place as we walk through obedience to the word of God. And that cleansing is a separation. That cleansing causes us, as we obey the word of God, to come from among the worldly things. Come from among the worldly attitudes. Come from among the worldly goals. The worldly desires. The things that the world seek after. The things of this world. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. The word of God separates us. As we submit to the word of God through obedience, the word of God separates us. The things that we used to practice, we no longer practice because the word of God separates us from those things. The way we used to think as we walk in obedience to the word of God, we no longer think like that. As a man thinking, so is he. Before we came to Jesus, before God called us out of darkness into light, before God saved us, before he chose us, when we were walking in our sins, our minds were filthy. Our minds were full of the things of this world. Our minds were full of desires and our hearts were full of the things of this world. But what the word of God does is it separates you. Look at it again. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. As we read the word of God and obey the word of God and submit to the word of God, as we trust in Christ through repentance and belief, our minds are cleansed. We no longer think the way we used to think. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Furthermore, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick. That means it's alive. See, the words in the newspaper are not alive. The words in the book, they can make you feel like they're alive, but the words in the ordinary book, they're not alive. They're words on a page. They can provoke emotion, but they're not alive. But look at Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and it is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Wow. 
That's what the word of God does. Look at what he tells them. John 15 and 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus tells them that they are clean. And their cleansing is a separation. Again, Hebrews 12. For the word of God is quick. It's alive. And powerful. And sharper than a two-edged sword. What is the purpose of of a sword. It's to cut. It's to sever. It's to separate. You ever seen anybody who was skillful with a knife and they were filleting fish? They know just how to do it. To not get the bone and get all meat. They're skilled. You ever seen those chefs who have knives and they can produce such beautiful works of art? They know how to cut the fruit just right and position it just right and they can make all kinds of sculptures. Have you ever seen ice sculptors? They use knives and chisels and different things. They cut. And what does the word of God do? It cuts, it cuts through that pride. It cuts through the things of the world that's in your heart. It cuts the sin and it separates. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than the two-edged sword, piercing even the divided asunder of soul and spirit. The word of God cuts between the soul and the spirit. There are things that we grew up with, mentalities that we had, ways that we saw things. The word of God, as we submit to the word of God and obey the word of God through repentance and belief in Christ, the word of God cuts all that out. And it divides it. All the sinful thoughts cuts through it. And divides it from us. The doubt and the worry and the fear, it cuts through all that and divides it from us. Jesus said, You are clean through the word which I have spoken. And that cleansing again is a separation. We're made clean, we're made right, we're made holy. The strife and the friction between us and God, the word of God cleanses us from all of those things. <laughs> And the vital son of the soul and spirit of the joints and the marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God discerns our thoughts. Again, separating the good from the bad. The word of God discerns our thoughts, separating the evil from the godly. And we're able to discern and ascertain by the word of God what's good. And what's acceptable and what's God's perfect will. For example, bless those that curse you. That's not something that you're gonna do when you when you when naturally, naturally, that's not what we want to do. But as we trust in Christ through repentance and belief and walk in obedience to the word of God, then we want to bless them to curse us. Why? Because that desire to hurt somebody that hurts us is cut from us. The Bible says if you look with lust, you've already committed adultery. Naturally, that's what you might do. But because of the word of God, that desire to lust is cut and is separated from you. And you can choose the good. Praise God. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Wow. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we are peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
All the guilt, all the shame has been cut apart from us because we are forgiven. We've been cleansed of all our impurities. All the fears, all the doubts, all the sin, all the misconceptions, we're cleansed of all that that's separated and that's cut because of the word of God. As we trust in Christ through repentance and belief, as we walk in obedience, hallelujah. Therefore, Romans 5, 1 and 2, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in hope of his of the glory of God. And finally, for this first point, we are clean. Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Not our physical bodies, but our spiritual bodies. Amen? We're clean. That, that is why we are the temple of the living God. We're clean and we're holy and we've been set apart by the word of God. Hallelujah. The first point is Jesus tells them they are clean. The second point, Jesus tells them they are clean through the word. Psalms 119 and 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed. Take heed. You can have all the fire maps up that you want. All the fire exit maps, you can have all of them up if you want. But if a fire breaks out and you don't go by that map, it could be disastrous. Instructions are important. You can have a GPS telling you how to get to a place. But if you fail to go by that GPS, you may be lost. But there's a guarantee concerning the word of God. There's no maybe, there's no probably. If we follow the word of God, if we trust after Christ through repentance and belief, man, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word, I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O oh Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have declared all the judgment of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. As much as in all riches, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. As we hide God's word in our heart, as we walk in obedience, it's, it's, the, it's, it's not just the word itself. Because the Bible says we're not just hearers of the word. Because when you just hear the word, there's no change. When you just hear the word, there's no cleansing. When you just hear the word, we're to be hearers and doers. So he's telling the disciples, you are clean. Why? Because not only did they hear the word, but they obeyed the word. Amen? Hebrews 10 and 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth... There remain no more sacrifice for sins. 
If we continue to practice sin, we continue to practice lying, we continue to practice lust, we continue to practice ungodliness, we continue to practice things that put Jesus on the cross, there's no salvation for that. The disciples were clean, not just because they heard the word, but they obeyed the word. Amen? They lived their lives according to the word. See, when you hear the word of God and you fail to obey when you hear the word of God and you ignore the word of God and you don't change and repent according to the word of God, you're like a man looking in the mirror and you see spots and you see blemishes and you walk away and forget that they're there. We forget that we're sinful. We forget that we're separated from God. We forget those things. But those of us, by God's grace, as we look into the perfect law of liberty and we walk in the word, hallelujah, we're cleansed because it's not just having the word, but it's obeying the word. Not just the hearers will be justified, but the doers, amen? He tells them in John 15 and 3, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The first point, you're clean. The second point, you are clean through the word. They didn't just have the word, but they obeyed the word, Amen. And finally, Jesus tells them that they are clean through the word that he has spoken. See, we need to know Jesus, amen? The, the songwriter said, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about my troubles. He'll hear our faintest cry and answer by and by. Hallelujah. We want to have a talk with Jesus. We want to walk with Jesus. The songwriter said, and he walks. With me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. Hallelujah. God wants to walk with us. God wants to talk with us. God wants us to abide in his him and his word abide in us. It's Jesus, amen. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It's all about Jesus, amen. It's his words that save. It's his words that heal. It's his words that deliver. It's his word that cleanses us. Hallelujah. Jesus tells them they are clean through the word that he has spoken. Jesus told them, well, let's look at the word. John 6 and 63 is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And looking at verse 66, from that time, men of disciples went back and talked no more with them. Then said Jesus to the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Peter, Simon answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and assure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is the devil. Jesus! It's his words. Not just any words cleanse, not just any words heal, but it's Jesus' words. Hallelujah. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
What are we doing with Jesus? We're singing about him. We're talking about him. We're hearing his word. Are we trusting in him through repentance and belief? Are we still walking in our sins? Are we still practicing those things that put Christ on the cross? Are we still? Come on. How in the world the Bible says when sin abounds, grace do much more abound. And it goes on to ask the question, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, I have been sinning and I've been doing wrong, but God has still woke me up every morning. I've been sinning and I've been doing wrong, but God is still good. I've been making it to work every day. Well, I know I've been sinning. I know I've been doing wrong, but God is still good to me. His mercies are renewed every morning. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. We hear the word. We get the word. We get to be carriers of the word. Let's trust in Christ through repentance and belief. Amen? Because it's all about Jesus. Amen? It's all about Jesus. Colossians. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For ye are dead. We're dead to sin. And the word of God separates us as we obey the word of God, trust in Christ through repentance and belief, obey the word of God. Walk. Now, we will fall short. The scripture says, I write these things that you sin not. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Then if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us. Hallelujah! We rejoice for the forgiveness of God because we trusted in Christ. But God doesn't want us to stay there. If we sin, he's faithful just to forgive us and cleanse us. But that's not, that's not practicing sin. It's not repeatedly, intentionally sinning, living a life of sin, not walking in repentance and belief. True repentance is turning away from, away from that sin. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with them in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Separate, kill the lust, kill the sinful desires, kill the pride. And the word of God does that. That's why it's so important that we keep the word of God in our hearts. It's so important that we keep the word of God through meditation. It's so important that we keep the word of God through obedience. Because having the word and holding the word and obeying the word, that's how God cleanses us from our sin. And what Christ has done on the cross, it fulfilled everything. It fulfilled everything. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evilness, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which you also walked in some time when you lived in them. The word of God cleanses us. You know why? Because we no longer live according to this word, the world. 
We no longer live according to how we used to live, how we used to think. We no longer listen to the world and follow the ways of the world, but we follow his word. His word is quick and his word is powerful. If we have not been trusting in his word, if we have not been holding his word and meditating on his word, and if we have not been walking in obedience to his word, today is the day of salvation, amen? While the blood is running warm in your veins, cry out to God, Lord, save me. And those of us who are trusting Christ through repentance and belief, it's time to ask God, Lord, give me a closer walk with you that I may bear more fruit. Lord, let me even receive more of your word that I may grow even more, mature even more. Grace me to obey your word even more, to love your word even more. Like David, like David said, as a deer running for the water, so do my soul long after you. And athlete, after a hard game, he's thirsty. And athlete, after trying to practice, she's thirsty. And you know what they desire? You know what's best for them? That water. And once we realize by God's grace, once we're able to see with the help of God, that God is so much more important to us than water. His word is so much more important to us than our daily bread. That we, God could grace us, Lord God, to cry out. To cry out for more of him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that Jesus said you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Heavenly Father, grace us not just have your word, but to be keepers of the word, to be obedient to your word. Lord, otherwise we deceive ourselves. We don't want to be deceived. Lord, we don't want to hear, depart from me. I never knew you. You workers of iniquity. We don't want to hear that. Grace us, Lord God. To trust in Christ through repentance and belief. Grace us to stop practicing ungodly things and to obey your word. And walk in obedience to God, we know that when we fall short, we can confess to you and keep on walking right. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen.